Good evening. This is Truth Be Told Church of the Living Christ. And this is Apostle Joseph Rodriguez. And here we swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. Amen. Now, today we're going to talk about revivals. Hallelujah. Because we have a lot of, you know, news we see on Facebook t today. In modern day America, we hear about it. You know, everywhere on the radio, you know, any, everywhere we look, people talking about revivals, right? So we're going to talk about revivals today, amen? And we're going to talk about how revivals is not biblical and how the people that actually believe in revivals are actually deceived, amen? For those who's been following us now for a while, who has been collecting coins for a minute, I just want to say salute to you. God bless you. And as always, we about to dive into the word. Amen. So let's start off with a prayer in Jesus name, our Lord and Savior. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, God, we pray their their creator, their most high, their almighty that you are. Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, first and last. Praise God, who worketh all in all. We ask today that you open up the minds of your children, their God, so that they can receive. Because we know that the enemy has done a good job at being what he is, a liar. Amen. So, their God, we ask that, that, that you just you punch through the minds of these children, their God. Of these vulnerable sheep of yours, their God. That you place in our charges, their God. That you may be able to, to, to work, their God, a miracle on your behalf, their God. Because it says to believe them by their works, their God. So we're asking you to make a move today through the truth and through the word of God. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. So... Let's start off with 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 in the King James Version. Now, now we, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. We're telling you, based off of us always getting together on behalf of our Lord Jesus Christ is what they're saying. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us or as if it was from us. Meaning like any other source is not valid. As that day of Christ is at hand. Verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition the son of perdition is the man of sin amen now the falling away symbolizes christians people who loved god at first and was on the right track who have fell away from the right path. They went their own way. And we're going to verify that this whole sermon. Amen. So stay with me and hold on tight. Because we're going to go into the word of God. And there's going to be some turbulence. Amen. I hope there's some shaking today in your home in Jesus name. Praise God. Now. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. People that are lost, it's evident that they are sinners. Praise God. You know when someone's lost because you see their sin, and you try to blow the trumpet or the whistle and you try to spread the good news and you say hold on what you're doing is wrong and, and the kingdom of, of heaven is near praise God right now the man of sin shall be revealed because the one that is being talked about in the text is the one who's hiding praise God you don't even know he's a sinner 
because he's dressing up as a child of light. Just like, you know, demons could disguise as angels of lights, disobedient children could disguise themselves as children of light. Can I get an amen tonight in the house of God? Amen. Now, we have to also take into consideration that if we actually believe that we are in the last days, then according to the last days in the word of God, it says, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that the man of sin be revealed, the one who's hiding, you have to be hiding to be revealed, praise God, the son of perdition, the son doomed to destruction. Because those people have their reward waiting already and that clearly and is nothing less than their own destruction. Amen. Now, let's continue to read the word of God. Matthew chapter 24 verses 12 we read, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because lawlessness shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Now let's break this into sawdust and send the lies and the misinterpreted scriptures from the children's disguised as children of light back to hell. Amen. There are many false prophets that shall rise. That means they're going to gain a platform. They're going to rise. They're going to become the, the, the people's choice. Can I get an amen in the house of God today? Is there someone listening to the truth of God? And many false prophets shall rise. They shall be exalted. They shall be elevated. But it's not going to be by the doing or the hand, better yet, of God. Amen. They shall rise. They shall gain a platform and shall deceive. They're going to trick you. They shall deceive many. And because lawlessness shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. These very teachers who's going to gain platforms are going to trick you into thinking that the law does not matter. And lawlessness is going to abound and the love that many had for God is going to wax cold. Amen. Now, let's continue with the word of God, right, man? We're going to continue sending the lies of the enemy back to hell where they belong in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Matthew 24, verses 3 in the King James reads, And he sat upon the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? Question mark. And what shall be the signs... Of thy coming and the end of the world. The disciples came to Jesus on the Mount of Olives. You know the place where everyone wants to spend their retirement and go visit in Jerusalem? You know the Mount of Olives where people want to go and, to and be a tourist of and just touch the sand? The disciples was there with Jesus literally and privately and they asked him, their master, their Lord, their Savior, Right? What shall be the sign of thy coming? What, what, what's going to be the signs of you coming back, my Lord? We know you're leaving and we can't keep you here. But at least let us know how we know when you're about to come back. Praise God. Saying, tell us, when shall these signs be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and, and, and of the end of the world? And Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, Yahushua, answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. 
For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. This is talking about the body of Christ. And I'm going to go back and break this down. But let's just finish with the reading. Amen. I know you guys are hungry for the truth. Just, just hold on. There's more scriptures here. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because lawlessness shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Now let's break it down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? They want to know what's the sign that the end is here. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come into my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, the reason why this is a spiritual uh, teaching and you have to discernment you have to discern it with the spirit through an apostle is because without it you're not going to really be able to understand all you're going to have is eschatology amen and, and, and that's nice and that's cute and all that but at the end of the day don't pay the bills in the kingdom so you know what I'm saying you gotta you gotta have a, a man of God who has these gifts to be able to uh, reveal these things and we're gonna go into that even more later in the sermon so stay with me amen so and Jesus answered you gotta understand that many people that are that are preaching a different gospel are giving us a different Christ so the Bible is true when it says that take heed that no man deceive you and that the sign that the end is here is that people are going to give us a different Jesus. They're going to preach a different gospel. We're gonna, and, and it's not going to be the gospel of Christ giving us a whole different Jesus and a whole different news that they that they grafted for themselves. That was more convenient for the lifestyles that they wanted to live. Amen. And Jesus answered unto them and said, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and saying that this is approved by Christ, verified and confirmed and approved by Christ. And it's not a, nothing that Christ would have said or have done. They're giving you a different Christ. And then you end up with a Christ that's not the Christ of the Bible. And you wonder why, you know, these places are dwelling places for demons. Amen. They teach you that believing is enough. The Bible teaches you that even the believings believe and tremble. And they go to hell. Now, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. This is where I'm going to differ against many pastors and how I'm going to prove that it's God discerning these scriptures and giving you revelation this evening. The reason why I'm going to prove that we are in the end times now and that every generation doesn't say the same thing and that this is the actual one and that you can have confidence that we are in the end is because nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Back then we didn't have nations and kingdoms to do this. We had powers that were strong in countries that went against each other. But you didn't have literal nations against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. Right now, in this generation, we have kingdoms, literal kingdoms, and we have nations. And they're both rising against each other. Understand that. We are in the end times now. And kingdom again. Listen, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall I deliver you up to be afflicted. All this is just the beginning. Pretty soon, the fake Jesus believers are going to have all the power on earth. And they're going to persecute 
the ones that still hold on to the true image of Christ, that never compromise, and that never bow to the beast system. Those people are going to be persecuted, afflicted, and even put to death by the same people that claim to be Christians. You understand that the sinners are not the threat. The body itself is the threat. Because you don't have the discernment to see that it's not really of God. Because it disguises itself so good as light that all you get is a warmth, a, a sense of warmth when you see it or when you hear it. That's all you feel, you know? And, it, it, and at the end of the day, it, it's not easy to break out of the, uh, the lies and the, 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 you know, the deception of the enemy. Because most people have been instilled this stuff since birth. And their parents have been in going through uh, these lies. Ge these are generational curses. This is, the, this is exactly what you would call an actual generational curse. Is that they all have been lied to their whole lives. Their mothers, their fathers, and their mothers, and their fathers, and their mothers and fathers have been lied to for so long. And the evidence is that they all have... Rome characteristics They all are Find something to argue with, with each other about About Rome But At the end of the day They all are still tied to Rome themselves Christmas comes from Rome Alright you, 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 you ain't against So you ain't uh, against Christmas Or you are against Christmas You know Every single holiday you celebrate Nine times out of ten comes from Rome, and that's proven. That could be proven. You could you could put your your your, your uh you know your holiday in the comments, and I'll prove it to be Rome most nine times out of ten. And Sunday also is a Rome holiday. So no matter what, even if you go to church on Sunday, you're tied to Rome. The people who killed millions and millions of Christians in the Inquisition, you still under their law. You're still under the Roman law. The Bible says to come out of her, my people. Amen. And we see that this is true because this happened at the, uh, you know, the Lycidia, the table of Lycidia. We, but we're not even going to get into that because that's deep history. But the truth is the Romans is behind everything. And most people that think they're, they're, they're found and they woke up are still tied to some type of Roman, Roman paganistic ritual. Somehow, so they not woke, and it's sad because everybody's hating, hating on each other, but they all in the same type of ungodliness as the other one. But listen, let's go back to the word of God. Let's not get sidetracked, amen. Second Timothy three two: For men shall be lovers, lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Unholy They don't believe in holiness You know what they say When you preach the law to them The law that The new the, the new covenant That was now In the heart of man The law has not been Abolished But fulfilled Amen And it's now in our hearts That's in Jeremiah The prophecy of Jeremiah People think that the law Was uh, done away with But it's not And we're gonna get into that too 2 Timothy 3.2 For men shall be lovers Of their own selves Covetous Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such people turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, now as Janes and Jambres withstood Moses, so those, so those, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. 
But thou has fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto, unto me at Antioch, at Icon, uh, Iconium, at Lystria, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me, yeah, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus, shall suffer persecution." But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now I'm going to break this down to sawdust, amen, for those who are still with us, still with the truth in Jesus' name, who are thirsty for revelation in their homes today, amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. These very men that were in the church that turned their back on God are going to become lovers of themselves. They're going to become covetous. They're going to become boasters. They're going to become proud, proud, blasphemers. Disrespecting the Holy Ghost. Disrespecting men and women that actually can speak in tongues. And they are speaking actual prophecies for the church. Amen. Listen, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers. They broke their truce with Jesus Christ when they came to him for forgiveness. They broke what they what they what they said. I promise I'm gonna change. I promise I'm not gonna do it again. I promise I'm gonna let it go. I promise you it's gonna be a new me. Tomorrow you're gonna see a, a whole different me, new creation. You in the net when you when you got saved, that first a cycle of being saved, you was on fire. You was you was nowhere you could have be found spreading the good news. Everywhere the, the, the love of the Lord was on your lips. He was in your heart. But you became a truth breaker, the Bible says. A false accuser, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Those that kept doing good, you got despisers of them. Those who continue doing righteousness, you, you're a traitor. You're heady. You're high-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God. Having a form of godliness. Acting like you, you're, you don't do nothing wrong, but denying the power thereof. The power of God that can actually make a man righteous. Amen? You deny it. From such people turn away, the Bible says. The people say you can't give up on people. The Bible says different. The Bible says turn away from those people. Let them go. Give up on them. Amen. But pray without season, the Bible also says. So, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and, 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 and take captive vulnerable women. These are the men that act all good and they actually read the Bible and they actually go to church and then they, they get women who are vulnerable with the word of God and they abuse them with the word of God. The Bible's not ignorant and God's not ignorant to, 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 to things that are being taken place now. He already knew everything before it happened and he knew what type of children he was going to have to deal with when the wrath is poured out. But the truth is, he says right here, and it was for a warning. So women also are without excuse of why they were led astray through these, to, through these false teachers and, and pretenders and truce breakers and liars and accusers. Amen. So it says, from such turn away for... These very type of people creep into houses and lead captive vulnerable women that are full of sins, led away with all types of lust, learning but never coming to a knowledge of the truth. They always say that they learn and they act like they know everything, but they never actually came to the knowledge of the truth that they're sharing with others because these scriptures are spiritually discerned. And if you have the wrong intentions within scriptures, you're not going to get the right results. Amen. So when these people come in with the word of God and they take advantage of vulnerable women and they gain these platforms and they rise with their lies, it doesn't mean that it's from God. As a matter of fact, God is warning you today of these very people. Amen. So, now, 
Let's continue. But they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men. For their, for their wickedness is what the Bible is saying is going to be manifest. The Bible says that, you know, the men of, of sin shall be revealed. This is, this is more confirmation that for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. Amen. But thou has fully known my doctrine. This is for those who are walking in truth. My manner of life, purpose, my faith, long suffering. Long suffering. This is suffering is not short, praise God. This suffering is not going to last 10 seconds. This is not a microwave oven um, cup of suffering. The suffering that God, that Jesus the Son of God that God sent on earth to die for our sins that shed His blood for us on the, on the cross. His suffering, He almost couldn't bear Himself. He said, Lord, please take this. He said, Father God, please take this cup from me for it's unbearable. The suffering that, that our Lord Jesus Christ was suffering was long. Very long and strong. Apostle Paul, he's telling us also, long-suffering, also in charity, forgiving to the poor, not taking from the poor. Amen? For doing what he did in long-suffering and the charity that he did. The church money is supposed to be used to pay rent for those who are struggling that month. Amen? That's to pay gas for those families that need a break every once in a while. Praise God. That money is for clothes for those children that are going without in the winter. Hallelujah. That, that money's not to build churches that look like Noah's Ark. That money's not supposed to be used for $100,000 worth of sound booth equipment. Amen? Because the church is supposed to be a house of prayer, not a house for booty clapping and jumping up and down. Praise God. The church is at the Mount of Olives. The church was at Mount Sinai. The church was in the desert. The church was in Canaan. The church was on Mount Zion. Praise God. The church is outside. The church has been shattered and broken down with no stone left to be on another. The, the curtain has been closed and that was our symbol that the church is no longer what contains God. There is nothing built by hand that could contain God. Man has become the temple of the living God. Amen. The living God the same spirit that resurrected our Lord Jesus Christ is now in us also as temples. Amen. We are the church and we gather in bridges, under bridges, in garages, outside of garages, on hills, in valleys. There's no mountain high enough that God can't be praised. There's no mountain low enough that he ain't worthy to be praised. There's subways with people praising him every night, scared for their life, but giving him all the glory, hallelujah. And had, they had the nerve to talk about the church. They want you to come back to the church because that's where they raping you at. They want you at the church because that's where they taking advantage of you at. They want you at the church because that's where they charging you for a deliverance event. They want you to come to the church because that's where they get all your money from. There ain't no rules in the church, but there's five ways to give at least. There's even kiosks in the church. They didn't even give kiosks to the inmates to put Bible on PDF files so they could have the word of God behind the walls while being captive so they could set them free with the good news. But they had a nerve to put kiosks in the church so you could have another way to give. It's unbelievable. Those who are still with us, I just want to say praise God. I know you got a bag full of coins tonight. Now let's continue. Yeah. And all that will be, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you live in Jesus Christ, you're going to be persecuted and you're going to have long suffering. 
praise God. That's why it says here, no flesh, because the elect at his coming will be alive, but only because he cut the day short. And this is referring to the scripture where it says in Matthew chapter 24, verses 22, listen closely. I hope you have your Bibles with you. If not, it's okay because I got minds for everybody. Amen. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those, those days shall be shortened. Basically, if he doesn't cut the day short, there will be no flesh saved. That's bodies. That means the, the righteous and the wicked all together, flesh in general, period. All, all humans, humanity as a whole, because it's going to be so bad that if he doesn't stop at everything, they're going to wipe everything out. And he won't even be able to get the righteous that deserved to be saved while they was alive in that time before they did that. Praise God. I'm going to read that one more time for those that need to hear it one more time. Amen. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh, no humans be saved. But for the elect's sake, or for the righteous sake, or for the holy one's sake, those days shall be shortened. Amen. But let's confirm this with the word of God, right? Because we know that the Bible says that some people are going to be alive when he comes. So they won't experience the first death. Amen. If you know your Bible, you know that. Right? So, how else would that happen unless he cut the day short? Everything adds up when you have a man of God preaching you the truth. The story makes sense. And yes, it's a beautiful ending, but it's a horrible story. It's, it's a horrible story. It's, it's nothing but sad. Sadness. Death. Violence. Betrayal. Families against families. Adultery, fornication, bestiality. You know what I'm saying? People turning their back on God, thinking they, they are God in as many ways as possible. It's for the sins of the adulterers and the wicked ones have reached heaven itself already, the Bible says. Now, once again, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. For that the, but for the righteous sake or for the elect's sake For the holy people's sake In that time The day shall be He's going to have to stop it He's going to have to press the button Because if he don't press the button They're going to press the button And boom And, and no one's going to be saved And it's not fair And since every single scripture Has to be fulfilled And there ain't a stroke in his, in, his, in his word of God That's going to fall out Until everything is completed It has to be As he said Amen now, the Bible, ha the Bible also teaches us there was something that was going to be revealed in the end times. People didn't understand this because pastors are too busy preaching on the same thing. And that's whatever's going to bring in the money. But there's more to the Bible that you need to be taught. And that's why you're not fully fed. Amen. But when I'm trying to feed you some steak, you might have had some, some milk already. When's the last time you had a, you know, some ribeye, you know, something solid. I'm going to give you something solid tonight in Jesus name. Amen. So we, we notice in the Bible that there's something that has to be revealed in the end times. That Daniel had a scroll that he had to seal up that would not be opened and that no man can open it until the end time and that it will be revealed in the end. So that people can have revelation to make them complete unto redemption. Amen. And that until that thing in the end time, these times right now that we're in, the Euphrates River driving up, the falling away, not revivals, not revivals, that Euphrates River driving up like the end times, you know, what I'm saying? the mark of the beast, the mark of the beast system, you know, 
kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation, people waxing cold, people falling away. You understand what I'm saying? Until those things happen in the end, we'll know he's coming. And those things are happening now, right? So those revivals are unbiblical, okay? There is no such thing as a revival, and most of the people at the revival are, are supposedly already born-again people. That makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as a revival. There's people who are sleeping and who are going to wake up to the knowledge of God. And there's people who have been woken up, who have been revived, and have went back to their vomit and are dead. Okay? And they are, they are gonna, like the Bible says, they're going to be worse off yet. They're going to be deceived and continue to be deceived. Amen? We just read that. They're only going to get worse and worse. The Bible says that. God says that. I'm not saying that to be a hater or to cause division, but the truth of God is what divides who's who and what's what. Amen? So, according to what, what, what had to be revealed in the end times, let's get confirmation with the word of God that something even had to be revealed to begin with. Amen? Daniel chapter 12 verses 8 through 10 And I heard, but I understood not Then I said, I, O oh my Lord What shall be the end of these things? Question mark This is Daniel talking to God And he said, go thy way, Daniel For the words are closed up and sealed Till the time of the end For shall, for shall be, many shall be purified And made white And tried or tested But the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Wow. Here we read that Daniel desired to understand the vision he received. And he was informed that it was sealed up and he could not understand it. But at that time of the end, the book would be opened up and revealed so that the wise could understand. If we are going to receive an understanding of the prophetic book, there surely needs to be a prophetic ministry giving at the end time. Amen. Then when we turn toward forward in the Bible, amen, to Revelations chapter 5 verses 1 through 2, we see it says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within, and on the back side sealed, it was sealed, a, a sealed book he saw with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to loosen the seals thereof. The only one worthy to open the book was the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is critical that this book be opened in the end time so that the wise can understand the mysteries of the word of God. Now let's read Revelations 10, 1 and 2 again. And I saw, no, it's, this is uh, 1 and 2, uh, chapter 10, not verse 5, but it's, it's ironic that chapter 5, 1 and 2, and 5 chapters later, 1 and 2, it finishes the story. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun. In his feet as pillars of fire, and he had in his hand a little book open. And he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth. Here we see none other than the Lord Jesus Christ in an angelic form, demonstrating the very presence of God with the book open and the cries with a loud voice to make it known. This is Jesus, the chief Christ, bringing the message of the hour to us. Then seven thunders utter their voices, and in verse 7 we find. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. As he has declared to his servants the prophets, it was never fully completed. The book was not finished. We are in the end of the book and we are completing the book now. You have prophets and apostles who are revealing these messages that people are disregarding. They're not listening to. And we're going to confirm that even more by the end of this sermon with more scripture. Because I'm not finished here with y'all.
God is just getting started, amen. It will take a prophetic ministry once again to reveal the mystery that was hidden to Daniel. God works through prophets and apostles today are what is completing the mysteries of the word of God. And without them, you will perish. Because you, if you are listening to the voice of God, He is leading you to all truth. And He's leading you to these end day apostles and prophets that are revealing the last mysteries of redemption. Amen. Now let's continue. Matthew 24 verses 37 and 39. But as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. There's no revivals. The mystery, one of the mystery from an end time apostle this evening is that there is no revival. Okay? As the days of Noah were, people will not be, will be being revived. They will be getting married and being married. They will be going to Super Bowls. They will be at the Grammys. They'll be worried about their next uh, album release. You know, they'll be having their own things going on. You know, their own agendas and, you know, schedules and, you know, and that will be on the back burner. You know, and those people preaching righteousness will continue being tormented day and night. For the wickedness that is abounding all around them, like the Bible said. For the ones that they loved, that used to love Christ as much as them, that wax cold. Amen. You know, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days of Noah, that were before the flood... They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. These are Christians. These were people of the church. Those very people. They were getting married in the name of Jesus, in the, in the name of Jesus in that time. But they were having holy matrimonies. Marriage came from God. There was not no satanic marriages back then. They were getting married and, get, and, and being married. They were they were the part of the church. But they had things to do. They had they had revivals to go to. You understand what I'm telling you this hour? They had to go to universities for for outpourings. They had they they they, they were busy. They had to go to the movie theaters to watch a movie and then watch the people that created the movie send people working for them all throughout the country to film fake revivals. To cause an uproar and to, and to help the lie. So then they can then team up with other liars who preach false doctrine. And do events together. And charge for deliverance. And how more easily would it be to get you to come and spend your money. And be supposedly saved and redeemed. After doing all the shenanigans and all the charismatics. And dramas they did to make it happen. They premeditatively got you to where they wanted you. And that was where you would cheerfully open your wallet to them. And pour it out into their offerings. While preaching false doctrine. Amen. And that's just the way it's going to be in the end times according to the word of God. Many will become lovers of themselves, boasters, accusers, hating each other. You understand what I'm telling you tonight? God was warning us about the church. 
those who was playing church, those who church to, who turned the church into a den of thieves, those who continue to turn the fake church and still represent the church that God already destroyed, the one that he ran them out of, the one that he broke and showed us that it's no longer. They continue to use that against the truth speakers today to make them feel bad or to try to make them feel like they're not really preachers when the truth is they bring you to their churches so they could molest your children in camps and you know try to get close to your wives and that's how there's so much lust in the churches today and they say no church is perfect and they say you can't do that you gotta be a light the Bible said, like we read earlier, turn away from those people. The Bible also says not to cast your pearls, the things I'm giving to you children tonight from the word of God. Not to give it to pigs. The Bible says to turn away from them. As a matter of fact, the Bible says to have nothing to do with such people over 37 times in the word of God. The Bible says to shake off the dust from your, from your feet before you leave some of these people's homes. The Bible says to even curse some of these people before you even leave their presence. What type of doctrines have we been to being taught today in America? We are diabetics. The Christians have become diabetics because all of the sugar and all the watered down teachings in America, all these satanic, ritualistic, undercover, Disguises of light false prophets who have been exalted who have rose and been given platforms who have Brought this cancer into the house of God You know why? It's because Isaiah 56 11 says that the watchmen have become blind They have become greedy themselves due to the false teachings that was around them They became to become itchy and they let them itch and they went under the false light of these disguised apostles dressed as light. And it became worser and worser. And today, it's as worse as it, it could get. It's as, at worse, it's, it's as worse as you can imagine. And it's only going to get worse, according to the word of God, to the point that the Lord Jesus Christ has to come and cut the day short himself. Amen. Now... To sum this all up, there are no revivals in the end times, and we are in the end times. As a matter of fact, instead, in the end times, all you will have is people, many people, excuse me, I apologize, my father. Many people will fall away. Many people, love for the father will wax cold. Lawlessness in the claim believers, the body will abound. Amen. People will be given over by God himself to do those very things that are not convenient for them. Also, the word of God. People will be reprobates. God also says, turn away from them. Have nothing to do with them. Also, the word of God. So, that's the truth of God today. And love is not hugs and kisses. Love was, is flipping tables before the father comes with that belt out in his hand because it's not going to be just a couple spanks and big brothers that care about their other brothers they're going to warn them before mommy and daddy come or tell them to clean up their mess before mommy and daddy come at least amen and that's what we're doing here today we're warning you as brothers and sisters that daddy's coming and you made a big mess in doctrine and truth God says to worship him in spirit and truth that's the truth of God today the end times is falling away people's love waxing cold lawlessness abounding and it getting worse and worse to the point he has to come cut the day short amen that's the truth of God now for those that are still with us we want to say God bless you and we thank God for you because you are truly a blessing 
And I know you are blessing others with the truth that you receive from us. You are also being a light and making disciples through the nations wherever you're at with the truth that you are freely given yourselves. Amen. Now, dear Heavenly Father God, we want to pray for the rest of the people, dear God. That whoever listens in the future or who is listening on and off or who heard a little bit, dear God, may it be a seed that could be used later, dear God, to sprout. Even in the midst of all darkness, dear God, because you are there also. You are even there in the midst of the heaviest and the thickest darkness because you are God. And you see everything and you know everything. You are all-knowing and all-wise, dear Father God. Whatever you do, dear God, I ask that you give these people another chance. And let this seed be evidence of it, dear God. On my behalf as an apostle, dear God, that may that me even listening to me a little bit and not even paying a lot of attention be even a second chance. And let that seed be the evidence of it, dear God. That even if even if they are living a lie, dear God, in the thick of it, that you could be there in the midst of it. And you could take them out like you took me out in Jesus' name. We pray, amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we also want to pray for America. The Bible also says that if we will just repent, you'll heal our land. They don't understand your healing there, God. They think your healing is letting them continue in their ways for a longer time. There, God. But we ask there, God, that, that, that you help us apostles with your works there, God. Save many more there, God, and bring this truth to them because we know they'll be healed in the way that, that matters. They'll come to the knowledge of truth, anyone in America who repents. And it's never too late. Even though you're at the door, if they just repent and come to the truth, their God, they'll be saved. And that's the healing that the Bible talks about. They'll be saved. There's no greater healing than eternity. Amen. So, their God, we pray for America, their God, this evening. We ask that, that you help us bring as many as we can. The numbers don't have to be big. And rather, if they're little, we're just grateful that we could do anything. Amen. So, continue to use us and let these seeds be a second chance for those who are listening and don't continue to listen for the future before you come there god on my behalf out of the love i have as a tormented man that preaches righteousness day and night dear god forgive them for they know not what they do as stephen also says god that's the least i could do rather rather i know the word or not forgive them father for they know not what they do in jesus name we pray amen this is Truth Be Told, Church of the Living Christ. And this is Apostle Joseph Rodriguez. We pray we, you have a, a good evening. And those who stuck around, man, for real, for real, we hope y'all just chill out. Most likely you guys are going to stay in the Word most of the day, most of the night. And like, you know, like we do. So have fun with that. And God bless y'all. I'll catch you next week.